0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. make the calling and election sure man. Amen. Everybody out there welcome aboard. We're connected and we're excited to be here today with Peter Whiffen coming to you from the Gold Coast of Australia. Brother Peter you want to open us up in prayer?
1: Okay. Dear Father God we thank you. We love you. And we praise you for everything that's happening. We know that all things work together for good. What you showed us in the scripture. And we Ask to be shown the truth To see the truth And we ask to have the power To get through these times We love you and praise you And we want you to be with us We want to receive our inheritance today Our daily bread today So that We can see your hand move So that we can
0: Get through today in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, brother Peter, you're sounding good. We've got the next hour together. The mic is yours. Oh, cool. Well,
1: um, you know, I spent the morning uh, opening up the op shop. That, as everybody knows, and that's heard anything. We've got this uh, goodwill store here on the on the Gold Coast in Australia, where where the only gold uh, only goodwill store in this area is still open. Uh, I'm telling the people we're open, rain, hail, or virus—we don't care. We're open, and um, people are coming in and thanking us for being open. Because my role is, I'm sitting at the front, at right at the front door, welcoming people as they come in, and um, talking to them, encouraging them, smiling at them. We're giving people cheap prices on stuff, helping them, uplifting them. We've got food food for the homeless here or food for everyone. Uh, we've, we've, we've been given uh, donations of food left, right and centre because nobody's doing the free feeds anymore. Everybody's run away. But we're not running away, you know, and and, and until they hold the gun and say we have to shut, we're open. And... Um, the beautiful thing is, is that um, I'm able to able to witness uh, to a lot of these people, like you know, saying to them that, that these things are in the Bible, and had they thought about the Bible, and and had they thought about their faith and their eternal destiny. So, uh, Shannon, I was thinking that today we might talk about how to witness. Um,
0: fantastic
1: why, why don't we take some people with us we, we've got the love of God you know there's this little kid song in there I've got the joy 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 down in my heart Where? down in my heart down in my heart, I've got the peace that passes understanding. Down in my heart, down in my heart today. And that's what we can share. We can share the peace. We don't care what's going on. Who cares? That's the world. That's their boat they're rowing. You know, peace. <laughs> we don't care hey. what's Wait. I look I, I talk to me cat. I looked at my cat, and the cat looked at me, and I I, I heard the heart of my cat, my, my cat saying, its life hasn't changed. It doesn't really care about all of this stuff. It's a cat. It's just living. So instead of looking at the problems, I know there's a lot of beautiful saints out there, a lot of beautiful saints listening, and we all know our job is to is to go and grab the lost go and take hold of the lost let's take some with us um, for the last two days I, I prayed to sinner a prayer with one person every day to the to the amazement my amazement they're, they're listening but how will they know unless we tell them so it's time to time I believe to speak up and, and, to, and to take them with us so I was going to talk about how how I share the gospel and um, when I talk to a lot of people they they go oh, I never heard it like this before so it's really cool to explain it um, in a way that people can uh, understand it because the the parable says when we when the seed was sowed on the path without understanding the, the devil. Comes and takes it away. So understanding is, is very important when when you're witnessing to give the people some understanding uh, of what you're talking about. So um, this is where it's really good to think about that. Now, where I start with is talking about how Jesus said it. He said he said that we should be thinking about prophets of old that everybody was told by the prophets of old that it's foretold in the Bible that these things would happen so we can, we can be saying yeah, wow this all was foretold, the Bible is the only book with prophecy of things that happen one of the prophecies is in Ezekiel that Israel would have its nation back. We can, I talk about that. Do you know that the Bible said that, it, that Israel would have its nation back and that uh, it would be a nation again in one day? And that's happened in our lifetime. And explain to people, this is very exciting, that prophecies are coming to pass. We've got so many prophecies about Jesus and the end times that he was going to come. He was going to be here. So I talk to people about that. So what, what I really start off with saying is, did you know that it was foretold that these times would be upon us? These times may be working toward a one world government. It may be working toward a one world currency. And did you know that in these times the, the actual world could be sent bankrupt, and uh, might not be, but it could be. And so I try to talk um, practical to people so that they um, they don't get offside and they and they listen. Um, I talk to them about did you know there was two humans made, and they go what? Uh, did you know there's two species of human beings ever made? Two, two what the Bible calls atoms. The first atom. And the second atom. And they, they look at me strange. I, I say, well, there's two species. One species, the first atom, according to the scripture. And I say that. I just say according to the scripture. So that, that just keeps it according to the scripture. That the first atom... When, when he ate from the tree, he wanted to know evil, so he died. Now, death is not what you think it is, I say to people. Death is called separation. So he was separated, cast out of the garden, separated from what God intended. And because of the doctrine of the seed inside, see, if you um, radiate an apple Expose it to radiation, you've exposed the seeds as well as the apple. So he was the apple of humanity. All the apple trees sort of like came from him when he had his children. So he got the curse of death while he hadn't had children. So that means all his children had the curse of death. And that's why people are born separated from the living God, the Creator. So I always talk um in terms of God being the creator. It it's sort of like is a word that that uh can go softly over to a person's heart and um if you look around that everything made in the earth must have had a creator. It's all designed. But I don't get into those arguments. I just say look let's let's look at what the scripture says that there was two atoms. Did you know that? The first one, all the people of the earth were born from the first one. So that's our default. But the second one was killed illegally without um, giving birth to any children, without being a father of any natural children. So I say to them that under the laws of payback... Uh, his death was highly illegal, and um, he's he's enabled, because of payback, to, to have children back. But um, he can't have them back because his body was broken. So his only option available now is, is to adopt the people that are from the first Adamic race. So people listen to this, Shannon, and um, – it seems to like go over and make sense sometimes to them. Mostly the ones that want to listen, and then then I say say to them that it, you can be born again, and it, and it's like um, you get an adoption certificate, you get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you get um, an inheritance. You get. Uh, to be accounted as on the cross with Jesus because of the doctrine of the seed like if i nail an apple to the cross then i've nailed all the seeds to the cross so so technically and legally you get accounted as exactly the crucifixion of Jesus being there in his body so so that gives you a personal um A personal testimony of being crucified with Jesus, which means that, the main thing it means is that you're the victim of the crucifixion, actually, technically and legally and personally, because you've been adopted as one of the seeds inside his body. So then I explained to them that if you are accounted, not actually, but technically and legally, as crucified with Jesus – you can never be blamed for the crucifixion. And that's how you're saved. Everyone else is blamed for the crucifixion because because of the sin of the world, Jesus had to come and he was killed by sinners. And when we're born in the first Adamic race, we're born under the curse of death. But if we're reborn, into Jesus race the second Adamic race we've been freed from the curse of death so I sort of say to people if there there was a creator and he really loved you and he made a way you could be in his family would you want to be there? would you want to be with him? and man people are saying yes so then I go, do you want to pray? And they'll go, yeah. Because I explain that um, uh, words are not of this world. Everything else that we have is from this world. But words are out of our heart. They're, they carry their vibrations of sound, but they carry the thought, the idea, the intents of the heart. So Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So I said to people, your words are your life. So so we have to pray to be born again because love, perfect love, cannot be forced. It's an invitation. Like I said to them, you, you, you can't make someone love you, can you? You have to – you have to um, – uh, you, you make an offer for love you know there's there's an offer um, and an acceptance perfect love requires an offer an acceptance it's a choice so would you make that choice that you would love back the living God and be want to be in his family so let's pray now when you pray when I pray with people that are that are lost I I, I get them to pray asking to be born again not I give my heart to Jesus, yes you can, but to be born again is better prayer. like ask, can my name be put in the book of life? make sure they're getting their name in the book of life. like like this we can do a prayer later for unbelievers, uh, people that uh, want to become born again and they can they can pray along and we can ex- I can explain. Um, and show and demonstrate how you pray that. But but you make you make sure the prayer is done. Hang on, I just shut this door. You make sure the prayer is done, so that they ask to have their name written in the book of life. They also ask to receive their inheritance, the inheritance of the saints. Um, I get them to ask that they can um, they can also um, uh, be appointed to know the truth and I get them to say and mean it that they they want to receive a love of the truth. you know Jesus said they're not appointed to know, so it's good that they can be appointed to know the truth. So we can get the prayer done properly. Dear Father God, I want to be in your family. I I understand the Bible says that you love me and I want to love you back. I want to be born again. I'd like to be part of your family. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, which, by the way, I believe the Lamb's Book of Life is the family album. That's the book that holds the names of Jesus' family. So, I want my name written in the Bad Lambs Book of Life. I want to be resurrected with the saints. I want to be raised with you, just as you were resurrected. I want to be raised with you. So, this is all good for the ones that want to believe. And, um, for the ones that don't want to believe, we, we can give the scriptures and um, we can talk about the scriptures about how, how Jesus was prophesied in the Bible. Now, I say to them, the, the ones that said he would come the first time said he'd come the second time and they were right once. So we get um, some Old Testament scriptures. Um, uh, the Messiah would be resurrected. That's Psalms 168 to eleven it says, "I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken, therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure." for you will not abandon my soul to show or let your holy one see corruption this this is talking about the resurrection of jesus now if we are the seeds inside jesus and he's been resurrected the resurrection of jesus is proof of our resurrection what's good for the father is good for the seeds inside the father's body, good for the sons. Yes, it's... Yep, so um, it says the Messiah would bring in a new covenant, that's Jeremiah 31 31. The Messiah would be forsaken and pierced, but vindicated, Psalm 22, 1 to 31. The Messiah would be the rejected cornerstone, Psalm 118, 22-24. The Messiah would do life-affirming redemptive deeds, Isaiah 61, 1-2. to 2. The Messiah would be born of a virgin, Isaiah 7, 14. Let's look at that one. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Now these are these are old prophecy scriptures pointing to Jesus. No one else in the history of the world has ever had so many foretellings of his life times and coming. These are done so that we will believe. So, so we should be using them to witness to people. How how can people argue with a prophecy? They do if they choose not to believe, and they'll get angry. Well, so that's not good ground. Now, the scripture says when we go to preach, Jesus said, "Find a worthy house." So. Blessed is those that are not offended over me. And that really means they're not demonized to the point where they're so offended about Jesus. So we look for good ground, good ground people to talk to. If, if, they're, if they're being offended and they're arguing, we we we'll go somewhere else. Talk to someone else. That's their problem. Um the messiah would come according to a turn, turn timetable and this timetable is nearly up this is the timetable in daniel 9 24 27 daniel 9 24 27 says 70 weeks that decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression to put an end to sin and to atone for iniquity to bring in everlasting righteousness to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint the most holy place. This 70 weeks is just about up. Yeah, man. We can tell by the signs and um, we know the signs. There'll be famines, pestilences, wars, rumors of wars. So we all know those things. So we can explain to the lost those things. They're great scriptures to tell to the lost you know that that Daniel 9 24 to 27 is in Matthew Mark and Galatians in the New Testament referred to um, Jesus would be the suffering servant the Messiah would bear the sin, our sins and suffer in our place the Messiah would not remain dead but see his seed prolong his days and be exalted see his seed. Now Jesus' seed died on the cross. Yet it says he will see his seed, prolong his days, and be exalted. This is Isaiah 52 13 to 53 twelve. Amazing foretellings. See the the what died on the cross is the promise that Abraham was given from God. The promise was to one seed, Jesus. And that promise of Abraham got crucified. And because God promised this to himself, Abraham was asleep. His promise can never, ever be broken. And this promise is made up of us being born again out of the family of the first Adam. Um, I explain to people that your mum and dad, when they make a baby, they make the body. And babies can be born dead without the life in them. It's the father of spirits, the father of our soul, who puts us inside that body in the worms. God says, "I, as we know, he formed us in our mother's womb. How? Mum and dad made the body with the sperm and the egg, but it's the soul that the father is the father of. So our real father is our father in heaven. Now, mum and dad made the flesh, but the father in heaven put the soul in. Now, that soul is the seed of Adam, the body made is the seed of Adam, it needs to be born again to be the seed of Jesus. The Messiah would not remain dead but see his seed prolong his days and be exalted. That's talking about people who are born again in Jesus Christ's seed. Now this is referred to in many scriptures, right through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Hebrews, and even in 1 Peter. It says in 1 Peter, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth, and when he was Reviled, he did not revile in return when he suffered. This is the fruit of someone who is born again. The Messiah also would be a prophet like Moses, Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen, nineteen. The Messiah would be pierced, Zechariah twelve ten. Yes. Yeah. Says Zechariah 12:10, and I will pour out on the house of David and in the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy, so that when they look on me, on him, on him who they have pierced, they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and weep. Yes, the only begotten of the Father. See the, see the first Adam was dead on the ground, perfect in his body, made of the dust, dirt. God made him out of the chemicals of the earth. He's made there. He's not functioning. But he starts to function as soon as the creator breathes in him. He's made to hold spirits. So the father breathes a spirit in, which I believe is like the software of a computer, and he boots up. He becomes a living soul. But that didn't happen to Jesus, the second Adam. The second Adam was born from the Father in the womb of Mary. So we have one that became, became a living soul, the first one. The second one was born, begotten, different yet related. The second one becomes what we call a life-giving spirit. And it's that life-giving spirit that comes into the born again person, so that then changes a person. And this is why, if we want to take people with us, we must preach, we must preach the correct gospel. Um, gospel, good tidings. It's talking about good things. The correct one. It's the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom represents and is God's will on earth as it is in heaven. So we preach the good news of the kingdom, that it's heaven, the will of the loving Father coming into your life, changing everything about you, making you reborn. This is what we can tell them, the good tidings Oh, there's bad news out there, but there's good tidings here. Good tidings. um, It says in Malachi 4, 5 to 6 that the Messiah would be preceded by Elijah the prophet. The Messiah would come riding on a donkey. This is a good one to tell them. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation, is he humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. And we all know the Matthew 21, 1-7 stating that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Now this was even foretold, foretold to the day. It was in um, AD 32, I believe. You know, this is another thing we can tell people. In 2032, it'll be exactly 2,000 years since Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey that was foretold. And we have a 2,000-year a church age that'll be over then. If we take seven years off that, the tribulation, we've got 2,025. We could be... Really close to being out of time here. Something will be happening if we get to live the next five years. Amazing. Says the Messiah will be called out of Egypt. How did these guys know these things? Hosea 11 verse 1 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. Remember, he was sent to Egypt to escape the sword of Herod, who was going to slay all the babies. The Messiah would be called God's son in Psalm 2, 1 to 12. Wow, man. We could read that one. I think that's a pretty good one. Let's have a look at that one. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? Have we got plotters today? Have we got people running around the world, New World Order people plotting? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against these anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart, and cast away their cords from us. Yes, there's going to be a time coming when the Christians are being killed, but this is a foretold prophecy. He who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath, and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I've set my king on Zion, on my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Yes, this is the second Adam. Ask of me and I'll make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. Yes, Jesus holds the end of the earth in possession because of the payback of his blood. I explain this to people. No one can own anything. The Lord Jesus Christ has bankrupted the world and he's left a inheritance to his saints. The meek inherit the world. You want to be one of the meek? Get born again and join in the inheritance of the world. Yeah, that's a good thing to say to them. He says, and the end of the earth your possession, you shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun. It's sort of saying, Love the Sun. Oh do we love the Lord Jesus? Can we love the Lord Jesus? And this is what we're explaining. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Thousands of years ago these things were written. Wow. Thousands of years ago. They're written so men believe. We can give The people, the scriptures. Remember the story of um, Lazarus and the rich man? Lazarus, uh, for those that don't know it, you know, everybody may know it, but um, just for those that don't know it, Lazarus was poor. He was at the rich man's gate, and the rich man wouldn't help him. Hard hearts, eh? They both died. And Lazarus went to a place called Abraham's bosom, where you went before Jesus died, if you were righteous. And the rich man went to hell, and they could see each other. But Jesus said to the rich man, the rich man said, send someone back from the dead, so my brothers don't come here. Now, the interesting thing is, the rich man had given up all hope of his own rescue. His only concern, and he still had care in his heart, his only concern was the care for the saving of his own brothers. And Abraham said to him, if they don't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't even believe some who's come back from the dead. So our job when we're sharing with people is to know these things, is to be able to share with them the prophets, the prophecies, Moses, all the things pertaining to the Lord Jesus Christ that was foretelling him. Because no one can really argue with foretelling. Yes, they can choose to believe it or not believe it. And this is where the valley of decision applies. I've not talked to anybody explaining the gospel properly, e- explaining these good tidings. Think about it as you're telling good tidings. You're saying good things to them. You know, if you have an inheritance from a rich uncle and, and you don't know you got it and someone says to you, hey, go down the lawyers, man. They're looking for you. They want to give you your inheritance. Would that guy be happy? So this is what we're explaining. There's an inheritance. Man, just accept it. It's there for you. See? In Zechariah 11, 12 to 13, the Messiah will be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. How did that Zechariah All those years before know that. Wow. And Zechariah prophesied where the 30 pieces of silver would end up. I'll read it. Then I said to them, if it seems good to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. And they weighed out as my wages 30 pieces of silver. Then the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. The lordly price at which I was priced by them. So I took the 30. I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. Wow. Wow. And that's referred to in Matthew. In uh, verse 26, right through 27, 9, 10, that's what Judas did. Sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and then he went back, and he said, this is no good, and he threw the money back. Too late. They paid him 30 pieces of silver, and he went, and he threw it back to them. And they wouldn't accept it because it's blood money. It's really interesting. They testified against themselves because they were the ones that gave him the money. It says on Matthew 27, 9, Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him, whom the price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field. As the Lord directed me. Now you tell me, how can how can that be prophesied by Zechariah? How can that be prophesied, man? And it happened. Now that is completely out of the control of Jesus. Judas getting guilty, running back and throwing that money back at them. And then they buy a potter's field. Now, it's very prophetic because the potter's field is a grave area, a cemetery. It's the world. It shows that the price paid, Jesus bought back the earth with his death, man. See, his death was so valuable. The compensation for his death so extreme. It's, it's priceless. No one can pay it. It bankrupted everything. So Jesus was given a name above every name, owning everything. It's not see, – see, the difference, what I explain to people, between Christianity and just religion or philosophies is the fact that you can be born again. The fact that there's power, the kingdom of heaven, coming in power to to empower one's life, not just a mental ascent philosophy. Like I say to the Muslims, Muhammad was in the family of the first Adam. He can't save you, can he? What can he do for you? How can you be forgiven? They mumble. When I say that, how can you? How do you know you're forgiven? How do you know you're forgiven? You can't. But if you're counted as crucified with Christ, you've been crucified. You can't be crucified again. You're the victim of the crucifixion. Everyone else is guilty of the crucifixion. In that way, we're personally saved. The stripes of Jesus Christ are ours personally. Because we have a certificate in the Lamb's Book of Life to say, Child of Jesus Christ, a seed that was in him being crucified. This is where the cross and the salvation becomes personal. Not just a philosophy idea. Because the Creator does everything the right way. You cannot be let off the guilt of the cross unless you are crucified with Jesus and become one of the victims. That's the beauty of it. That's the miracle of it. Remember the two thieves on the cross. One accepted his crucifixion and got saved. The other one did not. He said, let me off. He still got crucified, (laughs) but he didn't get saved. Everyone will be crucified. The creator has set it up that the whole of the universe, the fallen angels, the demons, the wicked men of unbelief. Yes, if they're unbelieving, they're wicked. The wicked men, they have a wicked heart of unbelief. Don't waste your time with them. You can compel them to come, but if they argue, there's nothing you can do. I I was called the scumbag of the week by the atheists because I just maneuvered them in a position where they couldn't argue. I don't do that anymore. But I found that when they I found that they just didn't want to believe, and they argued. Daniel seven thirteen to fourteen says the Messiah would be the Son of Man. That means Related to humanity. You can't be born again in another species, but you can be born again into the new creation that is a related species. The second man, the last man, the second Adam, the only begotten. God said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Well, you were in his body technically and legally when that was said. So technically and legally, you have the words of the creator over you. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. Don't worry if you're ladies, it applies as well. Daniel 7, 13 to 14 says, I saw in the night vision, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like the son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. That all peoples, all peoples, all means all. I I believe the word all uh, means all. All peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one, that shall not be destroyed. This is the good tidings of the kingdom. Things that can be explained to people. that's theirs for the taking because of a graceful, gracious, all-forgiving, loving creator. That proved he loved them. Yes. You know, I see people running up getting prophecies, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got a word. And crying when they get them. Why? Because they don't believe God loves them in the first place sometimes. We don't need that. If we understand that that God so loved the world, he sent his son. He's proved he loves you. And he's not a respecter of persons. There's absolute proof that um, I say to the people, the guys in the Bible wrote letters to each other. The Bible is letters. It's not a book. It's just a collection of letters from real people to real people who said they saw Jesus Christ die and be resurrected. Now, this is a testimony of witness that is undisputable. The witness of it can't be disputed. These guys not only said that, they gave their life defending what they said. To say a thing is one thing, but to die for what you said is another thing. All of them, except John, gave their life, the whole 12 disciples. And many, many, many other believers saw him after the resurrection. The tombs broke open in um, Israel. I don't know if people realise that. It was like Friday the thirteenth. The saints of old, the people of old came out of the tombs and walked through the city. This this is called, I believe, the first fruits. Yes? These are the people that were resurrected with Jesus. Not only Jesus got resurrected, a whole load of people got resurrected with him. Called First Fruits. We are now the main harvest. Yes. Before the Great Tribulation is the main harvest. Do you do you wanna be one of those main harvests? Oh I think sorry. All right. Give me um, five ten minutes, sorry, on the radio. Sorry, someone's here. All right. All you have to do sign. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Frank. All right. I'll talk to you later. Sorry about that. We we are the end time. We are at the end time. The main harvest. Is that a privilege? Is that a special blessing? Is that amazing? So here's the good tidings to offer people to be part of that too. Part of the main harvest. After the main harvest is the gleanings. The gleanings where the harvesters left the corners of the paddocks and they left the gleanings for the poor. Yes, they left the gleanings for the poor. So these are the ones that will go through the great tribulation and have to be beheaded to be a gleaning. It's a poor situation. So why not become born again now? Why not be saved now, I tell them? Why not? Today is the day to be saved. Today. I, I say to people, eternity is now that never ends. We're already in eternity It's just a matter of where we're going to live out eternity. Yes. So we have the Messiah will be a willing sacrifice. That's Genesis 22, 1 to 18. The Messiah would be the Passover lamb, which is Exodus 12, 1 to 51. And we know that to get out of Egypt, they sacrificed the lamb, and that became the tradition of the feast, one of the seven feasts of the Passover. Well, amazing. When Jesus was being sacrificed on the cross, Israel was sacrificing lambs everywhere, doing the exact feast of the Passover. John the Baptist said, this is the lamb of God it takes away the sin of the world. So we find here that how would Jesus manufacture that? How do you you make the day of your crucifixion or the day of your execution the exact day that was prophesied? Prophesied and practiced as the Feast of Israel. That all testimonies to the truth of the gospel. It's not just an idea. The Creator made many infallible Proves. We just need to be showing people these things. The Messiah would be the star coming out of Jacob, that's Numbers twenty four to seventeen. The Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, Micah five two. This is reflected in uh, the birth of Jesus in Matthew two, one to six and John seven forty to forty three. The Messiah would be greater than David, Psalm 110, 1-4. The Messiah would be a descendant of David. You know, we, we, we have, um, David had two sons. One was uh, Nathan and one was Solomon. Their names mean peaceable gift. Solomon's peaceable Nathan means gift, peaceable gift. Now we take all these generations come down from Nathan and Solomon. If you look at a family tree, you've got two lines there coming down, 14 generations, 14 generations, and I think it was another 14, but it was a few generations like that. Guess who you get? Mary and Joseph. How do you orchestrate that? It says, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom, and he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. That's 2 Samuel seven twelve to 16 Foretold. Absolute proof that Jesus is a descendant of David is in the Bible in a family tree. It names everybody. The Messiah is spoken throughout the Hebrew Bible. Um, we have Jesus himself saying in Luke twenty four twenty five. Jesus talks about it. He said, Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe that all the prophets have spoken. See, this is our key, to share with the lost what the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, if Jesus did this, Can we do this? Interpret to the lost all the scriptures, the things concerning Jesus. You know, it's time we started to learn, some of us, to do our job, man. And and don't leave the lost behind. Let's take some of them with us. Me, I'm looking out every day. I'm rejoicing with joy with people who are praying to be born again. Nailing at home, giving them Bibles. I know a lot of speakers here do this and a lot of us listening do this. But this is a call in these times for encouragement. Don't worry about what's going on. Let's save people. Let's get them saved. How will they know unless there is a preacher? The Messiah would be a wonderful counsellor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yes, Jesus Christ is mighty God as a man. That's Isaiah 9, 6-7. The Messiah would be preceded by a messenger, Malachi three one. The Messiah would be the coming one, whom the sceptre belongs, Genesis 49.10. The Messiah would be acclaimed. You know, the Bible is the best-selling book, undisputed. Yet Jesus never wrote a book. The Messiah would be the seed of a woman, Genesis 3.15. The Messiah would be the descendant of Abraham. Through all nations would be blessed. There is the promise. I will bless those who bless you. And to him who dishonours you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That means everyone. Who wouldn't want to be part of that? Numbers 21, 6 to 9 says the Messiah would be lifted up. Ruth four four nine says the Messiah would be our kinsman redeemer. He's a relative of ours, isn't that amazing? He's a relative of ours. Wow! You know these scriptures are are then again in the New Testament in Luke and Peter, First Peter and Hebrews. The Messiah would be the righteous sufferer, Psalm sixty nine. The Messiah would be the great light, Isaiah nine one to two. The N- Messiah would be called a Nazarene. <laughs> he's, he's born in Bethlehem, but goes to live in Nazareth. They, they said, somebody said uh, Nathan, I think said, can the Messiah come out of Nazareth? It says in Matthew twenty three. Sorry, Matthew two twenty three. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Wow. That's in Isaiah 11.1 1, and Isaiah 53.3. The Messiah would perform signs of healing. Isaiah 35.5.6. John the Baptist asked, Are you the one? And Jesus said, I'm healing the sick, casting out devils. He answered by his works. Are you the one? Are you a Christian? Do you have the works? These signs follow those that believe. To the lost, you can heal them, deliver them. I've cast the demons out of people, then got them saved. Scripture says, heal the sick and then tell them about the kingdom. Doesn't have to come first. Isaiah 40, 3-5 says the Messiah would be preceded by a forerunner. The Messiah would be a light in the nations for the world, Isaiah 42, 1, 7. And the Messiah would be the object of a murderous plot. But hope lies ahead, Jeremiah 31, 15. We have wonderful news But first of all, we must know that news. We must believe that news. We must be part of that news. We must be living that news to go and save the lost. We have a great chance. The harvest fields are ripe. The conditions are correct. The gods of this world have been slain at the moment. Football's gone. Sports have gone. The pubs have gone. The gambling's gone. The vices have gone. The people are stuck at home with nothing to do. Could this be our great chance to bring in a harvest? Jeremiah 31.15 says, Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Yes, the work of the devil has always been to kill the children. A lot of these devilish leaders want to abort babies. The Prime Minister of New Zealand snuck through terrible late-term abortion law while all this confusion was on. I believe that Nancy Pelosi in America tried to blackmail the relief money to get abortion funded. God says to Noah, I'll finish up with this, if you kill by man, you will be killed. Something like 11 million abortions gone out there. That, that requires 11 million deaths. Those that have had abortions and have killed or responsible for killing, I would repent straight away because maybe death is going to come upon you. There is a spirit goes out against murderers called the avenger of blood. That is something to talk to people about and to get that avenger of blood sent back the priest had to die which points to jesus yes we can confess our sins he's just and faithful to forgive them as we know one minute so with that um, i hope that's a uh, uh, encouraging today message uh, Great about word, those Peter. times
0: Praise the Lord. You know, brother, I love what you said also about the two atoms. I tell you, you really break it down good. I tell you, God has that's, given you some profound wisdom.
1: That's cool, isn't it? it sure is. species. Two species of human beings. But people don't realize everyone's looking at the one. <laughs> We're not one species. The first species died. It's 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 toast. Get out of it. Get into the living one, the second one.
0: <laughs> brother, that's the truth right there. Peter, thank you for coming on today. And um, right, would you like to speak next week, same time?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry Let's about a few little interruptions. I'm in, in my no, office brother. here. you're doing great. Know.
0: Before we yeah. close, give out your contact yeah. details. How do people find you on the web?
1: All right, my name, uh, Peter Wiffen uh, at Facebook. Just friend me there or message me there. It's probably the best way. I've got a website, hiskingdomstable.com. I've got free booklets and downloads. And um, uh, I've got the Bible, the name's Amplification Bible, which is a project that I did. And uh, people want those, let me know. Um, uh, people are getting them. They're full of revelations. And um, I, I just asked two out there at these times, you know, um, uh, I don't know if people know, that, the, but the country where Shannon is, uh, Bali, it's a hard country, and um, I, I don't need anyone uh, giving me money or anything like that. But if they could, uh, if you want to support Shannon, because I I, I think that uh, that that country there's no uh, <laughs> there's no hard government there, man. So anyway, I just did that for
0: you, man. God bless you, Peter.
1: Yeah, praise the Lord, eh? We'll see you next week, brother. We love you. Yep. Cheers to everyone! Be kind from down under.
0: <laughs> All right, amen. Friends, that was Peter Whiffen.